Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today it's episode 155 um, and it's Alcohol Awareness Week. Um, so we're going to have a little check in because um, Alcohol Change UK, um, they have a big uh, push this week, big awareness raising campaign. And this week they, and this year, should I say, they're focusing on relationships. So Mandy and I thought we'd have a little chat about our sober relationships and do a little bit of a, yeah, a ha- how to really have a, have a bit of a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but firstly, we'll start with our check-in. It's the first time we've been together for about a month, isn't it? Because of it all is. the things. Yeah. So, which we'll probably go into um but how, how are you doing man um i am oh this doesn't change <laughs> does it oh <laughs> um i'm okay thank you i'm fighting a sore throat um i am cold because yeah when the sun goes in i start to like need to hibernate um I'm all right, dude. I've got still got a few things to tick off the list, but the list is slowly, slowly reducing. So um getting there. Yeah. It's been it's been a ride. Mm. Hasn't For it? Sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And yes. how are you pre well, post COVID? Well, yeah, slowly. I yeah. So one of the reasons why we haven't been recording is yeah, I got COVID. My family did. And then I did. Um, but um, I'm slowly coming out the other side, but I still have all good days and bad days. Like I'll get an energy up and then an energy low. Um, still get quite a lot of, uh, yeah, just it's quite a lot of congestion. And I get a bit scared about that. So I'm a bit mm. of a, I like, I get a bit scared with breathing. Um, so, yeah. And also, well, I was talking to my husband the other day. And I was saying that I, it's not like me to be really dramatic. I was like, I think COVID changed me. <laughs> so it's like, um, he's just like, oh God, shut up. But um, yeah, I think it's just because I'm not out properly recovered yet. And it, it reminded me of when I had to stay in after um, my son was born and I didn't go out for like 10 days or whatever. And when I did, like the world seemed really different and everyone looked really old and every all the edges seemed really hard. And I had a similar experience coming out of COVID because I didn't obviously I was self-isolating for a good couple of weeks and then walked down the road. And I was like, the trees had changed, like they because it's autumn, like more leaves mm. had fallen off. And I had a really weird, like, oh my God, I feel like I've been gone for years kind of feeling. So um yeah, definitely in an interesting time yeah it hit you hard didn't it yeah Mm. yeah it did yeah but probably because of the kind of year we've had as well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) another conversation (laughs) (gasps) oh yes indeed yeah I mean I think what I think what's it's taught me is you know yeah just the importance of our health and actually how you know I think I kind of that there well it's been in swings and and things hasn't it about covid because 
as soon as the vaccines were in, even if, you know, it's a skeptical about vaccines or whatever, but it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be that bad. And it just mm. sort of, I don't know, I lifted up a little bit. I know I did, you know, became laxer about doing my my hands going into places and just a bit more kind of free will about life um and actually I'm like uh yeah this is still really you know seeing how ill you were just mm. you know just be cautious really you know around my parents around kind of older people and yeah just and it was interesting I was thinking about you know alcohol awareness week mm. and I wrote a post just it, it was about kind of getting sober was about <clears throat> looking after my life basically it was about health it was that decision to look after my body and my brain and mm. you know and know that I had kids that were responsible you know I was, I was responsible for other people and I couldn't just take my life for granted anymore Mm. um and I do feel a bit like that at the moment you know just yeah. that mind just sort of yeah trying to look after myself which you know doesn't always work out as planned yeah yeah no it's just true I feel like that as well it's quite it is to use the word sobering it is quite in, mm. in an old-fashioned sense mm. <laughs> um you know there, there's that I don't know there's feelings of, yeah, I think we felt invincible, didn't we? Mm. I mean, there was this feeling of invincibility around once we got double vaxxed. And it was like, okay, I feel like definitely, yeah, I think it's wise. I think it is very wise to carry on with the hand washing, the mask wearing, the, you know, the getting the boosters and all the rest of it. Because it, yeah, I, I, it shocked me, I have to say. Mm. You know, and if that was milder because of the, the, the jabs, then. Thank goodness for those. Yeah. Thank goodness for those. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, lots of love going out to anyone who's had it, got it, you know, because mm. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. So, yeah. Mm-mm. So moving yeah. on to today's topic <clears throat> of relationships. So I guess there's two sides to it, isn't it? It's like how alcohol impacts on relationships negatively Mm. I think is kind of part of the campaign um, that alcohol awareness is is looking at Um, and then secondly you know how what do sober relationships look like Mm. Um, you know and I guess we've talked about this a lot and you know it's you know alcohol impacts everybody you know impacts kids it impacts husbands it impacts Mm. you know relationships um and when you're not in it then you can't see it and I think that's really like I I always remember that about you know when I stopped smoking or whatever and doing the kind of Alan Carr Mm. and part of it was that sort of thing you know like just being really noticing you know (laughs) when everyone kind of goes out for a cigarette it's like what's going on they're all stood in the cold and they're all mm. like you know it's it's it stinks and all of those things and once you can observe it from outside you go god that's why you do <laughs> it's really antisocial mm. behavior and not very nice and it kind of feels the same with alcohol it's like you don't notice and this is why it can be quite jarring I find it quite jarring is you don't notice it 
until you're outside it you know like being around family and how much they talk around about alcohol around kids you know or how you know a kid will be asked to open a bottle or Mm. you know how someone will talk about someone being drunk you know and it's like once when you're in it I mean I used to do all this stuff all the time Mm. but once once you're exterior it's just like that's just not that's just not good modeling it's not nice for kids they don't need to know the word (laughs) drunk when they're seven do you know what I mean they don't need to know what that means like even if it's like in a jokey sense and not a scary sense that's that's creating a model for behavior that that they think is is normal yeah um so I find that quite difficult I do when I'm in those spaces um you know and and just that as a kid I just always remember that it changed people and it wasn't that people were like you know completely off their heads or you know drinking in the morning or whatever but Christmas or birthdays I just remember that it changed people and that made me anxious Mm. what about you in terms of your how alcohol yeah impacts relationships Mm. or well my earliest memories are of my of my father yeah I, I I think I was aware from a very early age that he was called an alcoholic mm. like really early age and I remember him well I remember seeing photos for a start of him and um it was it looked like something out of South Pacific like um it's like there's sepia quality to those photos with the navy lads and they're all really beautiful and my dad always had his eyes closed in photographs and I used to be like wonder why that is my mum basically said because he was always pissed talking about something that's sort of uncomfortable and not very nice right Mm. um so so there was that and yeah and then you know impacts on my family massively massive massively and I have a big sort of question mark over my dad because they were divorced when I was seven, um, you know, when we were in the right state as a family. Um, mm. And I sort of picked it, pieced it together with my mum. And she said, it, what, was, what was interesting was the lack of kind of any kind of support that they got as a family. And when she did go to the Navy doctor and said, I'm really worried about my, my husband and his drinking, I don't know what to do. My dad apparently found this out really, really um, recently that apparently my dad came home really, really angry. We lived in Gibraltar at the time, and my mum was actually really scared. Now, I would have been in the house at that time, but I don't remember this. And he was really angry because he got hauled in in front of one of his superiors because she'd gone to the doctor, and they bollocked him and said, stop being a, you know, whatever. So he got thoroughly shamed, no support, and then it impacts on our family. So, you know, I think for me... It's had a really, the, the seams of it run throughout my family in ways that I, that I am not, I'm only beginnings, still beginning to kind of piece together, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've got, I, it's interesting as well because I, and I, then I think about, you know, the work that we do in terms of the grey area of drinking around women around that real gender piece about catching people early on about the nuances of that that is very different you know mm-hmm. that that and in my own relationship with alcohol that was that's obviously really different and 
And so I almost put the blinkers on around that sort of almost rock bottom scenario and how destructive it was in my family. I mean, you hear stories of, of people that grew up with no alcohol in the house, you know, and then developed, you know, problematic relationship with it. You know, you people that have come from, you know, homes of alcoholism, people have come from the middle ground, you know, there's no sort of right sort of absolutes. I think on any of this and you know and certainly what we're learning as as parents is like we can't control we can't um you know have all the answers and you know just because we're going to live some way that that's going to solve everything because mm. it's completely complex and it's it, it's difficult but I think I guess my perspective on it is is like well I am modeling a way of living where alcohol <laughs> isn't the only choice and that's yeah, got to be exactly. good for something right yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, because that that takes it away from that it's just part of the fabric it's like oh it might not be part of the fabric and even breathing into that bit of possibility is yeah is night and day from from how it was yeah and it was interesting I was talking about um you know my sobriety with my husband mm. the other day because obviously this year has been very difficult um and we're talking about all the things you know and alcohol was such a huge huge part of our relationship and you know I had so much fear that we wouldn't make it basically mm. if I stopped drinking um and I just said to him I said and you know I was, I was saying and this happened and you know and this and, and remember this happened in the summer and he was like yeah yeah and I was like and just imagine if I'd been if I was still drinking and he just went oh <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> he went oh la 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 <laughs> like that <laughs> in his French way oh bless him. um you know because I think and that was really nice it was a real beautiful moment of just that kind of understanding that we've got to that that, that was never going to work out well and this mm. is the better choice for me you know so it's been it's definitely been positive in our relationship um mm. it doesn't cause any issues or anything like that <clears throat> covid cough <clears throat> um yeah yeah and that and it's so there's a couple of bits there that I want to pick up on it and just reset circle back to stuff that's going on in my family at the moment um but I love that because for me too there was such a, a fear there about what it was going to be like the impact on my relationship with my husband which just goes to show how how much it had become sort of central you know what the, this kind of lauded place that it had got to mm. and it hasn't got to that point where all the wheels were off the wagon it hadn't got to that those external things we were still using it in our relationship in terms of right okay kids have gone to bed this is adult time that you know and we play music together and we do things and and I have to say that did have to change and some of that I haven't reclaimed and I think that's okay you know that 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 belonged to sort of a slightly different time and we did it in different we do it in different ways but what was happening was it was having such an impact on me it wasn't having an impact on him but it was on me my mental health and all you know all the stuff that we've always talked about it was devastating to me and it was so for me you know that brings us on to that putting ourselves if 
in the picture in our relationships and calling time on things and that Mm. relationship with ourselves and that boundary of just going this is not this is not good for me this is not working for me anymore and how little we did that you know generally over time and time and time again until we're like this is not manageable either because of motherhood the extra weight of motherhood and or work the the life passage change you know the life cycles changing or whatever whatever that just brought us quite frankly to our knees with 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 trying to do all the things and and drink and use drink as a way to do all the things yeah yeah it's that kind of you know it's the level ground isn't it it's just the the base point which makes everything more manageable yeah more you know it's resilience it's the basis of resilience for me yeah you know because it's like whatever's going on well I'm not going to do that so I have Mm -hmm. to find another solution you know I have to find another tool yeah um yeah and sometimes you're still not using you know I was chuckling to myself when you were saying that about you know how much we didn't put ourselves first or didn't you know did it anyway even though it was causing us harm and <clears throat> just like yeah I still haven't got that fully worked out in terms of yeah you know work-life boundaries and um, people pleasing and all that but you know it's one thing off the list isn't it yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> gives me more of a fighting chance so yeah and then you can see the other bits when they when they aren't working and actually be able to articulate it and work through it as well well this is the other thing that I was going to circle back to in terms of my my family and it's like I don't I'm trying to tread that line between self-disclosure professionalism but also wanting to be authentic and that's always that the sort of beauty and difficulty of I think doing a podcast when you're a professional as well because you know and that that is that is real but I I was saying to you this week, there was something about like our family situation has been really difficult over the last few years. And only just today, again, my son started at a new school. Now, this revolution to a new school has been entirely different, respectful, kind, all the professionals working together. It's like they finally know what we need Mm. and that the, you know, people are listening. And so that is a massive improvement. But you know there's that teenage stuff and there is there is some kind of dysregulation there which is resulting which is not medicated at the moment because there is no cams and we can't seem to access support that's accelerating that kind of almost in inverted commas still no, more normal not necessarily normal but you know un, not uncommon teenage behavior should we say and I have seen an addictive element there which has really frightened me Mm. and it was always my story that it's okay because I'm going to be the good girl I'm going to adapt I'm going to fix the family it's going to end with me I used to love the story of this one person in every generation that heals the family and and it was all my big fucking martyr fixer complex swinging in in a way that did feed me because I was like yes I'm gonna I I, it was motivating to me Mm. and I like that idea I love the idea of being a healer right and it's this sort of big dose of humility that you know I can't change everything I can't I can't do it all I can't fix all my relationships I can't fix everyone still and that still seems to be my message the message that keeps biting me on the arse and coming back to me you know yeah, well, it's, I, I mean, as, from an exterior point of view, you know, it's like you don't know that yet. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's true. We're not, you know? we're not through it yet. We're not there yet. So it's oh, like, it's, 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 you know, and I, I mean, I 100% believe in that to my core. It's like you living <clears throat> your authentic self and loving, you know, with boundaries, but without conditions, mm. you know, that is, you know that's that's what this is about you know it's just it's about love and that will that will come true for your family situation in the end you know it's it has to play out in the way it plays out but you know you've got yeah you are a healer by being you you know but it just might not look like fixing it hmm. do you know what I mean oh you made me feel really emotional thanks dude that's all right Wow. Oh, podcast hashtag therapy. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've already we've already had like hashtag podcast therapy like three times already before we hit record. Yes. <laughs> Which is like, God, we should have re- recorded that conversation. It was really good oh. again and again. Well, this mm. is brings us, I think, you know, seamless mm. link. Yeah, <laughs> to the other part of this, which is relationships in sobriety, and mm. I think, you know there's two things we wanted to talk about well one was how healing they are how incredible they are you know you were saying weren't you that being ill Mm. you know the people that reached out to you or that you felt confident to reach out to were people that you've met Mm. in the sober community um can I name them yeah I want to I want to give a shout out to lovely Sarah Sarah B, who um, had COVID at the same time. So we were WhatsApp COVID buddies. And Sarah's trainer, she's trying to be a psychologist at the moment, Mm. isn't she? And she's already a coach and a hypnotherapist. So Sarah B, what's her Insta? Above the pink cloud still, I think. Yeah. She's badass. So she's such a good girl. Um, Who else? Lovely Catherine from our group, who is a lady in our group. And she's does admin on our group doesn't she she's yeah. like she's like one of the leaders of the community I think she's like so yeah, beautiful very special very special lady and she sent me a really bit it's called a hug in a box and it had a mug and a cup and some tea and some shortbread and this amazing thing this is like genius it was like bubble bath but it had a bubble in it like a stick so you could so I sat in the bath of my cup of tea and my covid blowing bubbles <laughs> but in between fits of coughing so, um, so I had a proper free child moment in the bath mm. with my or with my bubbles which was so beautiful and then lovely Nancy who's sober loving radical who's also a coach and she's just genius she lives quite near me about three quarters of an hour away and she drove over and put some gave me some what is it berry I don't know it's for this health drink made out of berries to fortify the nervous Mm. system all the way through through winter so um yeah and obviously you like we're like on on the chat all the time it's part of the the you know like I mean people who are listening to this you know recently and haven't heard the whole story I mean we met on Soberistas we met through a sober forum so you know that is the power of of the community you know sober Mm. community and um yeah the same for me I mean you know when I was sort of mentally struggling a couple of weeks ago you know I was incredibly low incredibly fragile you know and and again 
I mean, I will say that I've got my, you know, two besties from childhood who don't, you know, are not sober, but they are like my sisters. Um, and then, you know, it was, yeah, it was Holly. What's her Instagram? This is, I am Holly. I'm going to get this all wrong now, aren't I? <laughs> I am Holly Fisher. Um, yeah. Um, London artist, Sharon Waters. Mm um rose obviously rose romaine who's um you know my sober sis in paris who else did i reach out to scott um proud and sober um yeah millie emily those lovely girls um you know all of the and my my girls from she recovers you know that i met online and um yeah i mean there are people that I reach out to I, I'm, oh, I'm having that like oh no I've missed out loads of people now and I'm good it's like writing the end of the book was just awful <laughs> I don't know how many times I tried to write that like thank Sweating you head emoji of <laughs> yeah. like not not losing anyone out not losing anyone out in the end I think I just went and and, and everyone <laughs> um we we wanted what we wanted to say was it's like how did we do it because I think mm. it's all very well saying this and it's like oh yeah great you know like sober friends make sober friends but it's like how do you do it well for how is it for you you know how did you make make sober friends yeah so I made sober friends first on soberistas so it's basically online forum so tech first and then but how did you do it oh what logged on created a um I created an avatar and a username and then blogged because that that particular site is a blogging site so that was the first one that came to like like eight eight and a half years ago blimey Mm. um never blogged before so just and that was like you know just write a little bit introduction hi I'm new here um a bit, little bit about me I said something like you know I've never lost my driving license but I'm struggling and you know I, I think I just want to kind of I think I need some support and then um and then people can comment back and when I woke up the next morning I'd had a few comments I've told this story before just sort of saying hi we're here keep close to the site da, 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 da. so then I read their blogs and would comment and then put up a blog probably twice a week for the first year I'd say I blogged and then checked in every day to comment um there was a chat room facility in there but I was scared of that I didn't like that it was too too much I, I liked that sort of I can write I can think about so writing was very much for a therapeutic considered process and then people would comment and sort of recommend books and podcasts as well yeah, yeah so I think that's the, the, the key is that in, engagement you know yeah. isn't it? it's <clears> like <throat> the same for me you know I, I mean you know was on Soberistas to begin with and it was you know commenting on other people's blogs mm. you know then they'd follow you you'd come you know then they'd comment on yours you know and then from that you'd you'd you know pick up on things that people like in terms of music or in terms mm. of where they lived or whatever and then you like kind what of, they wrote yeah you would like what they wrote which mm. was like me with with Kate and then <clears throat> you know and then you kind of develop those those friendships that way you know and, I, and definitely think you know engaging on a regular basis um and 
you know commenting mm. um, and it can be really scary to to start with um, which is why you know the soberist is is so helpful at the beginning because you can be anonymous you know yeah. or go to you know an AA or, or any of those <clears throat> meetings that are anonymous too um, the other thing I, that happened I don't know if it happened to you um, but what I did in the first year is that I made a friend and then we took it off the the forum and ended up we basically emailed each other every day me and Binky hmm. on the site basically became unofficial sobriety buddies yeah we literally emailed every day for each other became incredibly close it, and the other thing that I was going to say about that some people like that sort of thing and then some people don't and then gradually there was the first meetup which we we went to and again that can be such a powerful it can be so scary meeting up with so people yeah. obviously follow normal safety rules around that um but what I, what I was going to say what one thing that I noticed which is I think is fine as well is that when you're in your first bits of sobriety it, it's like really intense right you've got quite a big need to form those connections and I think your relationships can you can have quite intense relationships with people and then they can burn out they can they can fulfill their function and then they can and then you can go your own way and I've done that with a few people I have to say um and and it's and it's fine there's only one point where I'm still a bit sore about it with someone who um we just yeah that we were on that we were on a different page um, yeah and I think that's it because I think <clears throat> there's a few things you know where it's like because we're a bit, bit older than the whole anyone younger listening to this we like this is exactly like internet dating like you know, <laughs> this yeah. is what we go through all the time but you know yeah. there is that thing like I definitely I think it's like don't be deterred if sometimes it doesn't quite work out like mm-hmm. you know you might meet up in a group and then you like meet face to face you're like wow weird like they're just it just doesn't have the same click that you had online mm. yeah I, th- I think at the beginning it's just like go wide you know just chat to every everyone mm. um and you know that's what happened for me so the second time round, it was through Instagram you mm. know and so I just followed loads of kind of accounts and then I'd like their stuff or comment on their pages and then you know um maybe you know send them a sort of you know direct message like wow that was really inspiring or oh my god you know did you read this book same sort of thing you know recommendations and stuff like that and then you just kind of build those kind of you know you know occasionally in the evening I just like chat with you know people um which is how I met kind of you know Scott and Millie and um and then I got put into a group by an American woman um who and it was about sort of 10 I think it was about 10 or 12 women that she just picked that she really liked their stuff you know that the stuff that they were posting so there was kind of common themes um and so yeah we had a real that first sec, first year second time round we had a really really strong group where we chat like every day and talk about life and as, and it's true like that that group doesn't exist anymore and it's mm. kind of you know filtered down but there's a few like three or four that I still keep in contact with and we're really close um but yeah I think it's just and then you know it is that like going to 
to a meetup going to staff you know the first one I went to was a club soda event in a pub um and I'd been on forums and stuff like that for about three four years by that point um and it was people that I'd met on Soberistas that had kind of moved over to Club Sober, so like him. And I think it's just, you know, just be honest about it. Like, make can you know, can someone meet me? I'm really nervous. Like, I know, like, that's fine. If you want to come to something we put on, it's like you just said, I'm nervous. Can someone come and meet me outside? It's like, of course we're going to do that. You know, mm. I know Millie and, and Emily for their events, they do that. They'll make sure you have a buddy mm. so you're not like alone for the first one. And then, yeah, just keep trying and, you know, until look at pe- what people are interested in. But I do feel like it's engagement. It's just you've got to just go for it, you know. Mm. And and my life is completely, I mean, I can't even remember how I met Holly now. Mm. I think it was just through Instagram. It was. And then just sharing and then she'd post something and it was like, oh, wow. OK. And we didn't realize we'd had quite similar experiences, mm. good and bad. Mm. Um, and so you you know you form a friendship there is love you know like I love having local connections now but Mm. I love having those international connections as well because it makes me feel like there's just this worldwide sober sisterhood which is so powerful it feels like um also feels like a panicky (laughs) to use our word a word of moment god that's all other podcasts as well isn't it um but it, it feels like this whole kind of yeah this kind of sparkly net of lights and um and I remember when I've had uh the the night that that my sister-in-law um was very very poorly um I wrote reached out to some some of the soberistas and they put like you know lit candles and stuff in their windows and they held me you know like Mm. they held they held me in that it's so fucking powerful just feeling like you've got this kind of sisterhood and then I also remember someone who I was very close to for a bit who's American came over to Britain there was a soberist meetup and she came to my house and into the garden and came to the school to pick up my daughter and it was in the autumn and I just remember sitting on the bench in the autumn leaves and I was having a flask of coffee watching my daughter play and I just thought this is insane this is a woman from like across the Atlantic um and you know she's she's still dear in my thoughts we've kind of not you know had much contact but I hold her so dear and then last the year was it it was before all the pandemic stuff my other friend from Australia um she had picked up something on thing that, that that I was feeling a bit down and she just messaged me and said, I've got tickets. There's a friend of mine who's got a West End play on. It's amazing. Um, and I've got a box. Do you want to come and meet me? And she took me to the theatre. She's from Australia. I met her on the sofa forum. Yeah. And like yeah, eight years down the line, you know, we'll just ping each other that email and just go, how are you doing? You're all right. And if she's around, we'll meet up. It's that engagement and yeah, a trial and error, really. And not being put off and just, yeah. That, but having that bit of confidence that 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 it's not just for other people or it doesn't just happen magically or it might it might take a bit of time and that's fine yeah isn't it yeah and I think you know it's kind of that which we always sort of say you know just <clears throat> there's so many communities now you know you just there's never going to be a place because I you know certainly I felt like 
you know, I couldn't go back to Soberistas and be like, hi, here's me again, mm. you know, after backwards and forwards. And that is bollocks. Like no one ever would have turned me away. No, you know, and one if there's one person that's horrible, there's like a hundred that are wonderful. Mm. Um, but there's always somewhere else you can turn. And I think what I have noticed with our, so, you know, for our community members listening, um, what I've noticed that our community, we are very positive, which is great. Mm. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, 100 days, woohoo, like had a wonderful weekend. <laughs> and some sometimes you can feel like, shit, man, I'm back to day one. Like, I can't say, maybe mm. I should leave. Like, maybe this isn't my place. And it's like, never. Mm. Like, you can turn up you know 10,000 times and say it's day Mm. one again and you know all we're gonna do is just be super fucking proud of you and be really really happy that you trust us to to stay you know and um so yeah just that little message for for anyone you know and I think Mm. that's that's that should be you would hope the same in in all sober communities Mm. um you know no one's ever going to turn you away because we've all been there yeah yeah we've all been there with the circular day ones and the yeah we have we yeah and the other thing that that that's there is a way in as well I mean just thinking about love sober life school you know and people have sometimes it depends what kind of your learning preferences are and where you're at in your sober journey or what, what you want. But sometimes doing a course or doing a group program mm. is really helpful. And that can give you that structure and reason rather than, oh, I'm just here. I don't really know what to post. It's like, oh, OK, we're looking at material. We're showing up on a Sunday and we're chatting about what we've done. And that can be very comforting for, for some people who need that 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 sort of yeah confidence, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so sometimes courses, and I can't think of what courses are there are in other sober uh, things at the moment, but ours, our Love Sober Life School kicks off this Sunday. So if that does sound good to you and you think, oh, okay, I wouldn't mind connecting over that, um, you can go on the site and have a look. Yeah, you know, I think it's just <clears throat> give it a go, you know. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you know, it, it's just one bad egg doesn't mean the whole no because mm. I did have trolling didn't I I think I've talked about that before so there is that you know the yeah. in the early days I, I did get trolled on the sober forum and that is very few and far between and I also think that now we've all got better at using the I think I mean, it's a sweeping statement but I think we're we've become more adept and more responsible Mm. at managing our communities um and I mean that happened in the early days when there was just one person managing a whole site and and was a pioneer and I think that that yeah would be different now so I think yeah you know and I think like you know sometimes I mean it's definitely happened like you know you bond with someone and then they go back to drinking like that can be really challenging um you know you and that's why it's quite nice to keep the it wide at the beginning you Mm. know keep it really wide when you're still finding your feet just talk to like talk to the universe like talk to the internet um and again it doesn't 
I mean that sounds quite sort of mean but it's not it's just like everyone's done the same thing it's just like just throw it out there as someone will catch it you know and when you feel more established in your own sobriety then you're going to you know find people that are like-minded find people that you've got you know common values and goals with and that's how you form those kind of closer stronger bonds you know and you don't need a hundred of those you just you know you need a couple and and that will that will happen but persevere and and engage that would be my final thought yeah nice yeah and I was just going to say within those sites sometimes there's different threads as well that might speak to you so you might I remember on Soberistas there was one for the over 60s wasn't there so again you know people if it's a very big community that's the, that's the beauty of very big communities is that then you could kind of almost niche off and yeah. I think there is a real need for that because I remember a lot of my friends who had quite a lot of sober time were on that thread but that I, there was a disconnect because I haven't got grandkids and there was a lot of talk about that stage of life mm. um, which is amazing that that there is so then you know yeah and she recovers has the same it has you know um different um for sort of specific you know parents mums with children with extra Extra needs needs. they have you know a group for um you know for black asian and um yeah they they have a trans and um yeah I'm going to get this all wrong, but they have various groups where they have a group for military yeah. personnel. They have various groups. So that's worth checking out if you want something mm. a bit smaller. And, you know, I'm, I mean, we intentionally kept our community small secret. Yeah. Um, you know, there's under a hundred, under 200 women. It's, you can't find it on Facebook. Mm. You can't get into it if you're not a member. Um, and that is purely for safety. Um you know for our women because it's important you know to us so and it's yeah exactly so get in touch join in yeah give it a go yeah 100% and know that yeah that this whole thing about relationships and alcohol I think one thing that I how I would like to sum it up really is that sort of journey from shame to to feeling connect and shame and isolation to feeling connection and and pride you know Mm. there is such a journey for us in our relationships with ourselves and with other people uh you know and our you know our in real life ones are finding their balance and this kind of but this one you know where you feel like sometimes there is that might be some closing down of that occasionally and you know things that aren't working for you whenever it is that whenever one door closes another opens and the sober community really does open its doors to you and it's a beautiful place and I have owned, never really met a wrong one. that's why I always say yeah. that I've only met one wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> which I've already mentioned but um yeah out of all the millions I've met now uh, maybe not millions you know what I mean so yeah it is a beautiful place it is a beautiful place lots of very nice people yeah all right then well look if you're you know get in touch if you're immediately concerned about drinking reach out get in touch with alcohol change uk they're amazing loads of blogs on their website lots of amazing um input and um yeah we'll see you next week for more chat 